0: Oh my god, I don't have anything to say. Asparagus! This is Corinne. this is the O The Anthem Podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 329 of the O The Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you for listening on your podcast, of Choice. The easiest way to find it, believe it or not, anchor.fm forward slash O The Anthem you can go there, you can find the direct link to wherever you want to listen to it, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, all over the place. Go right there, find your place.
1: And of course, welcome to everybody who's watching us live as we record on Monday evening. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope via Twitter, and on Twitch at Othe Anthem forward slash Othe Anthem. however you want to find it. And you can join us in the Discord channel. The invite has been sent out, but comment wherever you are. We'll be able to check it out right here in the chat. As you can see on your screens, we're we'll welcoming you in indeed indeed so where do you want to start this week Corey there's uh, you know so many things so many things to talk about
0: well I mean I guess do you want to start right up at the top of the top of the list because uh, uh, this is a this is a big day for the podcast being able to have a presidential candidate join the i don't know join the ranks i mean you know we've had people who've run for mayor before we have had mayor candidates it's probably a bigger deal honestly i, I uh i think that uh we, we haven't truly examined what we could have done in the the gubernatorial space yes yeah uh we kind of in house talked about discuss uh inter- arranging an interview with rocky de la fuente <laughs> yes uh he would have been a presidential candidate too but rob just just uh yesterday decided to throw his proverbial hat in the ring do you want to yeah Talk about that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. I mean, so I, listen, as I, as I said in the campaign announcement speech, it's something that's been out there and floating. And um, I think last week on the podcast, I mentioned something to the effect of, why isn't there a better candidate? Why don't we have something better to choose from than mm. what's out there right now? And, um, you know, the, uh, the passing of civil rights icons in the past uh, couple of weeks has really gotten to me. And, um, you know, what was the, what was his favorite, his, uh, quote, um, uh, making good trouble, yeah. making good trouble for John Lewis. Yeah. John Lewis's quote. Yeah. Uh, make, making good trouble. And I, I think that, uh, that just got to me over the past couple of weeks about maybe it's time to go out and, uh, make some good trouble. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so we, uh, discussed a little bit and we threw together some, uh, campaign materials and some <laughs> videos, and those are going to be coming out. And, Listen. Put, it is
0: Put together a very safe, uh, socially distanced press conference. Yes, yeah, I mean, where
1: I was the only person uh, that was visible. Yeah, it's, I didn't even pull the Cuomo where it's like, let's sit six feet apart. No, I'm, I'm the only person there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, listen, we're 99 days out. So yeah. what is there to be done? I, I don't know. But if the DNC has not finalized their platform yet, The RNC has not finalized their platform yet. Although this RNC
0: is finalized this platform. This RNC is (laughs) is
1: finalizing the platform as we speak. And listen, I've been talking, I mentioned to somebody who sent me a a DM about it. I just said, I've been writing these speeches and talking about these things for the last 15, 20, 25 years now. So for me, it's just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it's just getting it down and putting it down on paper and saying, Hey, Here's an alternative. Why is nobody talking about this? And, you know, the things that we're not gonna see from Joe Biden are a lot of the things that Bernie talked about. I wish that we would, but it looks like we're probably not. Right. But the other things we're not gonna see from Joe Biden are common sense gun control reform. Like that's that's not gonna happen. But you know who else who's not gonna talk about that? Trump. Right. So these issues get lost in the middle. I I mean there's we've talked about it on the podcast again for the last five years that if you were to poll the average american they would say maybe i don't own a gun maybe i do but in the end i understand that the first amendment and the second amendment are equal and maybe we should honor them in the right way and just like you can't scream fire in a crowded theater maybe the person with mental illness should not be able to go buy a gun at walmart right okay that seems very common sense to me and yet no political candidate is putting forth a plan that addresses that until now. Well, and if you ask the average American, you know, about many controversial issues, they're going to come down kind of in the middle. And it's the, um, honestly, it's, I think it's the thing that's got to be inspired by, by Corey most of all, because what you hear from Corey is this mix of slightly fiscal conservatism, progressive socialism, but, Also, well, a lot of common sense ism where it's like, Hey, I can be far right on this issue and far left on that issue. And, um, I'll tell you that ironically there, I saw a uh, TikTok that also kind of confirmed for me that I was in the right place. Yeah. And it was the roommates, never Trump and always Trump, where it's just like, we have completely gotten in the mindset that I back this party 100% and they're always right. Or they're the the worst thing to ever happen and and everything they do is wrong. Right. And that's just not how things should be done.
0: Well, there was that that meme that was going around uh with the uh with the like normal face and the the angry face and it was the like uh fuck Donald Trump and it's just like oh well what about Joe Biden? It's like fuck Joe Biden too and the guy was like wait, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is this is uh this is not new for I I feel like if if generally speaking Uh, What I like about the idea of your candidacy is that uh, you are coming to all these places from, like, that that position of thoughtfulness and where you think is right. And it's not about, like, oh, the DNC would be really upset if I said this. Yeah. Like... Uh You know, Joe Biden can't really go off the cuff with everything he feels because the <laughs> somebody DNC. Somebody told Joe
1: Biden that. Please. Well,
0: somebody was gonna. <laughs> somebody within the DNC is going like, "Hey, listen, we got some Wall Street people. We gotta, we gotta look out for here. Yeah. You can't, you can't go fucking crazy on the taxing the rich thing. Yeah, uh, we still have a constituency we got to worry about." Rob is not worried about any constituency. No, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> He's just going. As my my what? previous election record will show, <laughs> raising money has not been a priority, nor has it been much of a success. Uh, but no, I, I just think that you, you have to, at some point you have to say, what does the best candidate look like? And offer that. Yeah. And just see what people say. And thus far, people have been responding well. I, it's strange that I've seen people, first of all, It's made me wade back into Facebook, which I instantly regretted all of the decisions because I have to go back in to the depths of Facebook. But it's so weird that I I have someone repost the campaign video and then I go to their wall and I see that it's just like always Trumper stuff after. And I'm like, what is what is this? Yeah. Now, if I had come out and said I'm going for the Democratic nomination for president, never would have posted (laughs) any of this stuff at all. It would have been I'm, I'm enemy number one. But right. For me it's just find a logical place and put forward a good policy. That's we're and standing. I mean
0: like me, me and you we had a we had a little contentious debate like coming up the elevator here and I I in your mind I think you disagree with everything I was saying but at okay. the same time you understood where I was coming from and it was from a thoughtful place and therefore we can have a, a a vigorous debate of what the ideals are and not necessarily where a party stands on one of
1: them. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I mean, this is uh, something I said to someone else who sent me a DM. They were just like, you know, the, the person you were in 02 or 05 or 10 or 15 is not the person you are today. Yeah. And they said, I mean, honestly, after I told them, I'm like, listen, I'm not ashamed of... I am ashamed of who I was then, but the person I am today is a result of who I am then. So you may dig back and find things, tweets or Facebook posts or anything from a long time ago. And I would like to think, and this person agreed with me, that when offered information that goes against my thought, I take in the information, I consider it, and more often than not, will change my position to the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, And... You know, it's, uh, there's language I used as a teenager that I would not use now and I should not have used then, but I did use then. And if asked about it, I will put it in that context. Me saying, me deleting it or saying it didn't happen is ignoring the fact that it happened. And it did. And was it okay then? Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But it shouldn't have been okay then. And it's not okay now. And that's what we need to focus on. And, you know, it's not about covering up the sins of the past. It's about finding a way that we can all move forward together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we, the, uh, one of Obama's um, guys who does the podcast, who's just like, you know, they, they really focused on like, let's not look back. Let's look forward. I'm not going to say that that is the entirety <laughs> of it because there needs to be a, a lot of analyze and reform. That's the thing is I shouldn't say, hey, I'm an ignorant person now and it doesn't matter what I did. I'm going to do what I want to do now. It's about that changed and I needed to figure out what was wrong and I needed to apologize for what I did. And I think this podcast over the last five years has been me saying like, Hey, so many years ago we said things that was not okay. We should not have done that. And well, I mean, generally uh, speaking, I
0: I feel like, uh, I, I remember specifically when we talked about Freddie Gray Mm -hmm. before I'd even heard the, the line, all lives matter being Sp- spoke out loud i think that was one of the first things i said when you had specifically brought up like black lives matter to me yeah. at that point and it was like the first time you know like this was a new thing at that time because freddie gray was you know maybe fourth or fifth along the national outrage the hashtag yeah. yeah the hashtag
1: names yeah uh
0: and uh at the time when i said that thing again not motivated by some sort of thing that would become bigger than itself i was trying to express a Yes, every single life matter is the same, and I think we should treat every life the same, not that certain people, you know, but, like, it was a, it, you know, like, what that's a, a thing of growth I find in myself. And yeah. I admit that, like, if I look, if I would have known uh, the depths <laughs> to which uh, that statement, even though off the cuff and not uh, influenced by some sort of outside force, was still going to be, like... Uh, I, I think you have to admit when you've made mistakes or Absolutely. else you're just like, what what good are you, you know?
1: Well, it's uh, it's HBO Max running uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. But putting in front of it an explanation that this is the time in which this was made and these things are, you know, I had... as Looney my,
0: Tunes cartoons and stuff like that. Like I the, had as my
1: cover photo the Warner Brothers uh, thing that ran before... Um, Looney Tunes cartoons for a while that was like this is a product of its time for us to pretend it didn't exist is for us to try and cover up the past Yeah. we show this in the context of this is the time and then it was followed up obviously it's hard to get in a cover photo but it was followed up with a, a little contextualization about like Jim Crow not okay but we show this cartoons because we do not want to pretend it didn't happen yeah. this is part of our history we embrace it we are not the company that we were when we put this out well, and uh, you know
0: I mean like I think that uh you know honestly anything that we might have said has been kind of small potatoes considered that there have been actual people who have said worse that are in positions of power. I mean like I think of Hillary Clinton and the super predators comment like yeah. all the time. Like that's not like it happened, you know, in the 60s when <laughs> when Hillary Clinton was just shooting off the cuff or something like that. That happened at a press conference in the mid 90s when all the crime bills that were getting passed were out there predominantly affecting what happens next, so like in a way, the comments of Hillary Clinton, which she I'm sure was coming from a position of we have to back police unions, we have to be seen as tough on crime, we have to uh, stand up against drugs, like all these things that were important at that moment, which now Further down the roads mm-hmm. are not as important, and in fact, detrimental to the ideal of a more safe and just
1: police force. Yeah, uh, I mean that ninety-four mine, uh, crime bill that was uh, sponsored, created by uh, Joe Biden, candidate yeah. for president this year. Uh, but no, I would also don't want to get into business of what about. It's not about what about. It's you know, if Hillary Clinton wants to come out and apologize for that, which I don't think she ever did in the yeah. twenty sixteen campaign. Um, I that's think she. Her. I
0: think she apologized for in like uh, inappropriate terminology or something like yeah. that like she tried to like jump around the like well you know it sounds really bad out of context but <laughs> you have to understand that at that time there were some really bad gang members who were like these incredibly violent people yeah and, you know and like we're talking about not taking the- down the the el chapos of baltimore and stuff like that you yeah, that's know she like, said that that's oh not, i know but, but i'm saying said, like, she tried to she tried to <laughs> reframe the argument that's the
1: I do want to say, though, on this topic, I, I just want to make sure we address. Last week, we used the term Native American several times, mm-hmm. and we did get a message uh, over the course of the week that perhaps depending on the person, they may have preferred us to use the term indigenous person. Yeah. And so I would just like to say, if, if anyone was offended by our use of Native American we, di- of course, did not intend uh, any offense. And we were referring, of course, to indigenous persons of North America. And we will try to use the term indigenous persons. Yeah, and Come I mean,
0: I, I think that, you know, again, that's, that, that's a perfect example of growth over time. Absolutely. Because as a child, it was all Indians all the time. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. that was the only term you would use to describe an indigenous person. And then uh, over time, it became Native American because that seemed like the more politically correct approach to it. But it also never factored in the community or the the uh, desires of the community as much. Yeah, Uh, it's a
1: bunch of white people, people who look like us, saying like, "Hey, okay, Indians not okay, Native American, got it, all right." Well, I mean,
0: like, and and you know, I feel like that one for whatever reason stuck. I remember uh, for a long time after African American black, because there was a discussion of like, you can't ever say black again. It's just completely inappropriate. And then mostly the black community came together and said. That that's really so far down the list of concerns. It's not even yeah. like, sure, call me an African-American. It's fine. But, but you know, like <laughs> you could call me black, too. It's fine. It's not a it's not a big, huge deal. When actually then,
1: insulting to parts of the community who are identified as Caribbean from the Caribbean or from yeah. South America. And it's just like, listen, because I have black skin does not mean that I'm an African-American. My family comes from wherever. And it's right. a lot of that was Tainos, people who are mixed with people from South America or Central America or the islands. And it's like, I don't know. But I can identify with my skin color, which is why they say Black Lives Matter, because by the way, Corey, your family's from uh, England, Ireland, Scotland.
0: Yeah, France, Germany. France, Germany. Yeah, all over there.
1: Uh, and, you mm-hmm. know, my my family's very similar. Um, Northern Europe. <laughs> easy to identify, because at some point, uh, one of our ancestors signed a paper, came over on a boat, and then um, probably signed a paper when they got here, possibly. Yeah. The reason, and I had to have this argument with somebody this week, the reason that... that black people have a culture of around being black is because they don't have that. Yeah. Like I can go to Ellis Island and see one of my ancestors who signed a document there. I can also go back to the second charter of Virginia and find James Cheek who signed that document and freely sent his second son over to America. Well,
0: not only that, but I can, I can go back into, you know, like the 14th, 15th century with people in my family if I wanted to. Yeah. And that is not a luxury that's provided to no. a lot of people. It's, so- uh,
1: you know, people who were brought here against their will, taken from their tribe, from their family, from whoever, from somewhere. Shipped over to the coast and then and brought so much, here in indentured servitude. And
0: so much of the problem, too, was that like people were being shipped out of port cities in Africa, that, essentially. Yeah, but. So you could be from, you know, pick a country in Africa, Congo, and just <laughs> brought down to some port city and shipped out of there. And the last you know is you were in Johannesburg. And, then, you know, all of a sudden. I know it's a long trip. I'm no, just, no,
1: no, no. That's just geography. Uh so, <laughs> Congo is on the coast, and Johannesburg is South Africa. So, um, Oh, I know, but I'm saying, you know. Like, but no, no, you, you, at best, a I family... couldn't pick out
0: a Congo city, yeah. which is the problem. <laughs> I was trying to think of African cities on the coast.
1: It's actually uh, not Congo anymore. It's uh, the Central African Republic. Is it? Yes. It used did... to be the Democratic Republic of Congo, but now yeah, it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Central African Republic.
0: Is it Central African Republic of Congo? Oh, or Central African so Republic. So
1: Congo's gone. Congo's gone. Oh, wow. Yep. No more you Congo know. Congo is uh from uh Belgians called it Congo. So oh, okay. They went when they became like uh Free, they named themselves the Democratic Republic of Congo, but then they got rid of Congo altogether, although the people still sometimes refer to themselves as Congolese, even yeah. though they are from the Central African Republic. I wouldn't
0: want to like give it up completely, but I understand and, why you wouldn't want it to necessarily be a part of the name, sort of the Rhode Island conversation we were having. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but I, again, back, if, if at best you could find paperwork to trace your family all the way back, really, realistically all you get back to is uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, or yeah. or Congo or Madagascar or somewhere. Yeah. And it's like after that, I don't <laughs> know. They showed up here one day, and the money was traded for them, and then we put them on a boat.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then even figuring out the lives of slaves or where they were at any particular point in time. I mean, it yeah. can be tough for people who have a written lineage. Yes. Uh, as it is, but it, it's more it's more difficult, obviously, when nobody gave a shit about yeah. that sort of thing. So,
1: um, and one other, one other piece of news I just want to say for the podcast. God, uh, that, 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 uh, <laughs> that, uh presidential we went talk went all over the yeah, place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just like the real rub cheek for president. campaign. Yeah. I was going to say it's, uh, <laughs> it's it, if anybody
1: wants place. more information, uh, Rob cheek for president.com cheek You can find more information there, links to all the social media stuff and, uh, all the information about the campaign. Um, but to the podcast, uh, I'd like to welcome Spotify to, uh, the world of what we've been doing for the last five years. Um, <laughs> Spotify just uh, announced that they're going to do Vodcast, which is this new revolutionary thing, Corey. It's mm. a podcast on video yeah. that people can watch.
0: It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like uh, Rogan came in the the building mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. just like, so pe- a lot of people listen to you on on Spotify or a lot of people listen to you on this podcast. But uh, I heard you also do video, and he's just like, yeah, you know, I have a little YouTube channel. It's like that sounds like the type of thing we'd want to here. <laughs> Yeah, is that something you think we could duplicate? You think there's other people out there that do video? (laughs) Hi, hi, Spotify. (laughs) I would like if I could just include a link to the Spotify where, like, if somebody wanted to watch this video version, yeah, go ahead. Wouldn't it be
1: much easier? Yeah. 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 If I
0: have to upload it again to Spotify to have one person watch it, though, I would be less inclined to do it. I do
1: believe right now that the vodcasts are invite only. So Mm. if anyone knows anyone at Spotify, (laughs) Uh, you know, we have a back catalog of, mm, yeah, I don't know. 300 episodes or so on video yeah. so just saying we got
0: content a lot that's of content lot. <laughs> yeah uh moving on uh oh god it's so good to say this again mm-hmm. but orioles baseball is back
1: well you got you see you jump down to the to the headline two what's the headline one of this section? well opening day happened. No, that's like, headline two as well what's the what are we talking about Corey? it's not we, just baseball it's sports ball We haven't got to use that splash in a long see, time. I figured, Come on.
0: I figured that if I set it up a little bit, if I if I gave you the volley, you would see the uh, it sounds an
1: awful lot like you want to talk about sports ball. Bam. See, but I, then you sometimes you get rolling and I don't have a chance <laughs> to jump in there. And then it's like, well, we didn't get to use the splash for the first time in nine weeks. So. Maybe we
0: should organize this better. Oh, you mean like having uh, <laughs> a pre-show meeting of some
1: kind? <laughs> a pre-show meeting or organizing a picture of you next to me and <laughs> on uh, Orioles talk. Let's What's up? script this. <laughs> uh,
0: so yes, opening day uh, happened this past oh god Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, for the Orioles Wednesday for the uh, Giants and Dodgers and Nationals and Yankees. Oh my. Uh, the Orioles right now are, believe it or not, tops in the AL East with Ooh. a 2 and one record. Who would have thought? Which, you know, if we extrapolate this over the season, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's 40 wins and 20 losses, and I'm I'm pretty sure that gets you one of the playoff spots. By the way... Tied
1: uh, for the number of wins from last season? Or? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just going to look really funny in baseball reference where it goes like... <laughs> 2019 54 wins 2020 40 wins made playoffs one world uh by the way uh just uh, uh, another thing uh this got added so late we didn't even get a chance to talk about it before the opening day happened Mm -hmm. but baseball has expanded playoffs for this year
1: oh i saw that yeah 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 so
0: it's not uh i think it's 12 teams they become like the
1: uh NBA or the NHL. They're going to play 60 games to eliminate two teams. It's so. kind of more
0: like March Madness in a way though, because I I'm pretty sure what happens is there's like three wild card teams that are yeah. like uh it's like the top 3 wild card teams get to pick from the bottom 3 wild card teams and play in one game. Yeah. playoffs or something like that I don't it's know. a
1: lot of one game playoffs and I think only the top seeded team in both the al and the NL get a buy I think that's yeah how something working. like that
0: I, I I still am not entirely sure of how it works I know that a lot more teams get to make the playoffs so yeah. maybe it's the w- you know, if the uh, Orioles are on the on the fringe do you think they
1: <laughs> It's the Make NBA big, uh, trade for Nelson Cruz. We have made fun of the NBA for years and <laughs> I have made fun of the NHL for years because they spend 80 games, 90 games eliminating two teams and then everybody else makes the playoffs. And now baseball's like, Hey, that looks like a good format. Let's try that. <laughs> what I,
0: uh, what I especially like about the, the, the oldness of the, everyone in the NBA and NHL makes the playoffs is, uh, now they're both doing bubbles. And, uh, NBA's in Florida and mm-hmm. NHL's in Canada. Mm-hmm. And the NHL is basically just like all right, everyone who's currently supposed to be a playoff team is now a playoff team. Congratulations. <laughs> everyone else go home. You're done for the season. <laughs> uh, and they're just inviting the 16 teams that make the playoffs that they yeah. consider to be playoff teams. So two
1: teams went home is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. but
0: I mean like yeah. the, you know, the teams that were on the edge who were like one game out or something like that are probably like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Uh, meanwhile, the NBA is inviting anyone who is anywhere close to potentially maybe making a playoff spot. So like the Wizards are there. It's like they're like eight games out, but it's like somehow the Wizards are like, oh, if we're not invited. Also, and now, like Bradley Beal's out and a whole bunch of stars. And it's like, why are we even doing this? <laughs> I have seen, here?
1: I've seen no less than five women on Twitter being like they're never going to finish this season and like <laughs> putting DMs of like, oh, I can get you in. Go to this door and tell your guy you're here for me. And like. Okay. All right. <laughs> somebody, somebody. I heard on a
0: podcast that uh, there was a somebody was taking bets on a player violating the bubble, and it was at like plus two fifty or something yeah. like that. And I was just like, How quickly can I get to Vegas before they pull this shit? Like, why would it's you? It's a guarantee. Even think. Yeah, guarantee. Yeah. Well, but, they've, uh, already, they've already violated the bubble in a way. I mean, uh, I can't remember what player he he ordered like wings delivered to him and like got it through got it thrown into the bubble and then they like put him in uh lockdown for a week or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, By the way, because he ordered delivery. They're at the Walt Disney Resort. Yeah. There are five-star chefs available to them <laughs> at all hours of the day and night. And this guy was like Wingstop man, I got to get some wings up. Listen, I don't I don't know if you know how Disney <laughs> works but
0: uh those meals are not <laughs> Uh, My dad's old line was uh, "Oh, family vacation to Disney World. Just give us everything you have in your bank account and we'll give you back what's left.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now listen, although your father's trip to Disney was a lot different than my trip to Disney, I would still say he does not have the resources of the NBA. (laughs) We
0: we had a character breakfast. That's all I'm going to say. That's how big rolling we were on that one. Uh, but no, the Orioles uh, uh, take two out of three from the Red Sox to start the season. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to be playing a game right now against the Marlins in Miami, but, but canceled. <laughs> uh, postponed. Postponed, not canceled. Yes, yeah. Uh, because 14 people in the Marlins, including 12 players, have tested positive coronavirus. Uh, so they didn't even get back to Miami. They were somewhere else. Uh, and, New York? No, oh, no. New York was in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly. Apparently, a bunch of people tested positive in New York too, so yeah. they had to cancel the uh, Phillies game or postpone the Phillies game so they could like fumigate the, <laughs> the visiting <laughs> locker room or something. Like, it's uh, it's fogging. It's not fumigating. It's, it's well, fogging. I think they use fumigating in the uh, in the article <laughs> I read. So I don't know exactly what what way they're doing it. And but
1: Corey has figured out the Orioles' path to the uh, World They're Series at this point. Just
0: random coronaviruses wiping out teams on our it's, in our wake as we just we got. Like right stay before healthy. we play the Marlins, everyone gets sick. And then
1: right before we play the Yankees, everybody gets sick. Listen, if if it's
0: our major league team filled with a lot of minor league talent playing against their major league team with a lot of it's like why I don't give a shit about the fourth quarter of preseason games in the NFL. Yeah. Like, it's your furniture movers versus our furniture <laughs> movers. It's not a big Oh my God! Chad Stevens
1: just threw for a touchdown. Oh wow, that arm's gonna do him really well when he's passing the subway sandwich over the glass <laughs> in a couple gonna, of weeks.
0: He's really gonna enjoy selling used cars in three weeks. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> not to pick on no. some guy
0: named Chad Stevens I just made up. I'm just. But wouldn't it be funny if that's somebody really famous and I just made fun?
1: <laughs> but it, it's essential and. If we get down to the minor league guys, and uh, baseball's different about that too, I guess, because minor league guys are, the guys are going to play in like five years, maybe. Yeah, unless I it's mean, uh, Bull Durham and the guys there forever, but <laughs> what's his name again? Crash Davis. Crash Davis, yeah. there we go, yeah, yeah. I got a minor league career. <laughs> having,
0: a, having the record for most home runs in the minor league career is kind of a dubious mark, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, Uh, yeah, but uh, so far so good, I guess, with the O's. I mean, like, it it hasn't been – we got blown out in the first one and and, uh, handled ourselves pretty well in the other two. But, I mean, like, it really does feel weird. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, watching baseball without actual fans in the stand is just weird. And – uh, I watched the Dodger game mm-hmm. where they had the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, did you uh, pay for
1: one of those? $1,500 or whatever? No,
0: I didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get the people who pay like $1,500 for like the picture of their dog. Because there's like a dog like in the Mets. Uh, I was watching a bit of the Vets game too. And they had just like a dog behind home plate. In one of the seven thousand dollars seats, we're gonna get just- to uh
1: <laughs> unemployment insurance running out and how you know people are about to be starving. But uh just keep in mind, some
0: Bear Stearns executive
1: just paid for a dog. dog to sit behind a plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, like you know, to an extent, I guess. Like, I I can't care that much because like the money that they're raising for that is eff- effectively going to coronavirus. I think for most of them
1: it's some unclear yes or like paying for staff
0: who's not like going to be in the stadium or something like it comes some teams it,
1: did say that, that they're gonna yeah, they're like, paying the staff as if they were i'm gonna.
0: sure the yankees are just taking 10 grand for those seats and just <laughs> pocketing it <laughs> goes to the yankees diversity fund which is just diversifying the steinbrenner's bank
1: account <laughs> uh i'm gonna need that in even portions of one twenties, fifties, and hundreds please
0: we have four steinbrenners left we got to split it evenly (laughs) so (laughs) everyone gets a quarter of this uh i i don't know i i for whatever reason I, i i don't feel like uh this experiment with baseball is going to work as well just because i mean at the very least with the nba and the nhl the bubble situation uh the bad news i guess is that a a outbreak could affect everyone a lot more like an outbreak with the Oilers could affect every other team much yeah. quicker than it would if everyone was traveling around and doing it separately. But also traveling around—that seems like we're... the the <laughs> ideal way to get coronavirus. So, yeah. uh, and, I mean, like I, I have to assume that you know a lot of things are being done. Like you know they're probably taking off from airports. Like you know uh, what was the one in Maryland? Like. Uh, Friendly or whatever from oh, yeah. airport. Yeah. yeah. The it's like, it's just like an airstrip. Yeah. You just get a private jet to fly them out from an airstrip where they don't have to deal with
1: people. What I mean, probably the it, easiest way to. As opposed to the NFL where the Vikings uh, infection officer mm-hmm. tested positive And he's like, even the infection officer <laughs> is not. In- like, What are we doing?
0: You want to see some real horror show stuff. You got to look up for people trying to find coronavirus. uh, uh Safety. God, I can't even think of the, the the title now, but it's the new job on film set where yeah. you're supposed to be the person in charge of making sure that all the coronavirus protocols are followed to a T. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we're looking for a PA who's willing to be a coronavirus officer. It's like one hundred fifty dollars a day, but, you know, lunch and prepackaged things. <laughs> Pre-packaged lunch will be made available to you. And it's, also, uh,
1: you're gonna be in touch with everyone on <laughs> set. The only person who's gonna have to touch everybody. Just so
0: a, also one I could I could just see it now. Like I haven't had any like dickhead DPs, but I know they're out there. So I can just imagine some like uh The Karen, P- the PA Karen. walking up going, like, hey, you have to wear a mask and it's just like you don't know who I am.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm Roger Deacons. <laughs> He's good. I was going to say, I feel like Deacon's. (laughs) He's a good person. I'm not trying to throw him under. I was just throwing a a DP, other people would know. I feel like he would just be like like masked up already. There's directors I could throw out there that, you know, there's like probably 100 names of directors people know, but mm -hmm. if I was trying to find DPs, pretty
1: much Deacon. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's basically it. How many DPs can you name? One. Deacons? Yep. (laughs) Um, But also, I feel like uh, there's a level of. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Sir, we're on a low budget student film. <laughs> Nobody here knows who you are. <laughs> Sorry. If we knew who you were, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's kinda how it works. But anyway, uh, we're getting a little off topic. So let's go ahead and close up sports ball for today. Yes.
2: Yay, splash.
1: So we did want to uh, touch on a couple of quick uh, four-year consideration moments. Let me just hit that splash real oh, quick. Oh, here.
0: Roberto, come here real quick. Let's make the four-year consideration splash. Come here quickly. Come, come, come. Quickly. Quickly. You're We're about to be on camera. We're on the internet right now. You're about to be on camera. Just say four-year consideration. Four-year
1: consideration. Four-year consideration.
0: There you go. We're just going to cut that. We're just going to play it every week until eventually Roberto graces us with his presence so we can shoot something. I mean, he's
1: he's napping most of the time. So uh, much like a, uh, you know, an adult lion, he requires 20 hours of sleep a day, four hours of activity (laughs) as he heads back to bed. Um, So, uh. So, two, two big stories this week, and one really isn't that big. I just wanted to mention it because, uh, well, it was big for Corey and I, I think. Yeah. Um, G4 TV, which was on a network called G4, right? Right. Well, G4 TV was the network. G4 TV was the network. And G4 was their pilot pro- What was the-, the Attack act- of the Show. Attack of the Show was yeah. the uh, actual show, yes, uh, where the likes of Olivia Munn, mm-hmm. um, the girl who took her place, whose <laughs> name escapes me.
0: Uh well, Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn were the two most well-known hosts, and then uh,
1: Chris Hardwick was on. Uh, Hardwick was on, was was on there. Yep. Chobot was on there.
0: Yeah. Uh, God, I can't think of everybody right now, so I feel bad, but uh, there there's a couple other like bigger names that came out of G4. It was like their big break. Yes. For a lot of these people, and uh, for that, I'm excited that you know there's a new uh place where aspiring young talent has a place to develop.
1: I didn't. I didn't put together though your point from the Peace show meeting, which is like, oh, oh yeah, because it was 2004 and we didn't have anything else. If we wanted to talk about tech, it's like, oh, well, I guess we got to go watch G4 because that's uh, I the mean, only place we're gonna hear about it. The uh,
0: if you were interested in tech or video games, it was mostly angled at like video game people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at that point in time, YouTube was not a thing. It was not a place where you go watch people play video games and stuff. I was like, it
1: didn't exist. I yeah. I mean, like G4 was. When we started college, so that was 0-2. and I mean like oh, YouTube they they had a a couple
0: gaming leagues that they would show like esports way before anyone gave a fuck about esports. We had to they be on were land. way ahead of the curve on that one. But
1: StarCraft yeah. on land, just you know, a hundred people playing StarCraft. But I mean, like, uh, it, uh, it's nice
0: that it's coming back, sure, because it, it'll give some opportunity to some people. I'm a little bit upset because it's kind of one of those ideas that only lives in the generation that it did like blockbuster doesn't make sense if you bring it back now because like the idea of a video store, even if the nostalgia of it would make you go a couple times. Yeah. Like it's not popular enough that you could have one in enough cities that it would make it sustainable.
1: No. And so the like, last one is selling merch now. Yeah. Because so they're the last licensee <laughs> of the blockbuster thing. So they're like, hey, oh well, nobody can sell a blockbuster. Merch I, will, us. I will
0: certainly buy a blockbuster <laughs> polo shirt. So it <laughs> looks like I'm legitimate. I think I have uh, one in a
1: closet somewhere if you want it. <laughs>
0: uh but the yeah i mean like it, it's one of those like uh we're bringing a black blockbuster and it's just like oh, sure great i mean like maybe i'll go see one for for the nostalgia of it all but yeah. i don't imagine that i'm actually going to spend a lot of time dealing with this you know here's like, how you
1: make that business model work sign up fee one thousand dollars <laughs> and free <laughs> rentals after that because then everybody gets their first rental and they're like eh this was not as fun as I remember. You uh, got to
0: hire Chip back, the guy who knew all the movies. Like, that's oh. the... See, the problem is that, like...
1: Uh, so, th-
0: I'm flashing back to if I wanted to hear something about tech at that mm-hmm. year. Like, if, I, if the new iPhone came out. Yeah. I could go to CNET. There were a couple other websites of CNET, like, uh, uh, fame. Uh, that you could go to, but it was kind of limited as yeah. far as like where you could get news about this sort of thing. And it was always usually sort of after the fact. Like uh, the iPhone was just released. Here's everything about it. Yeah. As opposed to what it is now, which is more like Rumors. iPhone six months away. Here's yeah. what we know. Like
1: we see, uh, I, I think Roberto shared a story about the uh, the Pixel 5A, yeah. which is like the 5's <laughs> not even out yet. And you're talking about the, the, the other 4A's version. The 5A's not even out yet.
0: And you're talking about the 5A. No, but I mean, like, and you know, it was just cool to have a place where you could go to learn about the stuff that you you were interested in, and yeah. it was, you know, it was Fail Army mixed with tech news, mixed with video games, mixed with, uh, oh. like shenanigans, college humor, <laughs> yeah, like college it was, it was just, it was, just a, it was a nice mix of of a place in a pre-internet world that made a lot of sense, mm-hmm. or a pre-peak internet world, yeah, I was gonna say, of,
1: went before the uh, the geeks took over the world and everyone right. thought it was cool, yeah. But I mean you know i, I i'm
0: uh I, I'm in favor but not not crazy about it either because I, I feel like this will just be like a a cheapening of the G4 like I, I can't imagine it being better no like, I, it'd be hard to imagine it how they could make make it work in a way
1: I mean, I think hardwick took the like best. If
0: somebody if somebody said, you know here's blockbuster, fix it and <laughs> make it a
1: successful bill business. Uh, okay, all right. Here's <laughs> what we're going to do. We're going to create a time machine and travel back to 07 and you're going to purchase Netflix. <laughs> we're going to kill Netflix. <laughs> By the way, uh, Netflix offered to Blockbuster for $1 million yeah. in 2007. And they said, who's going to want to stream movies? Then <laughs> who's going to want to have, have movies sent to their house? Well, i to do them again. For one hundred million dollars three years later I and they still said no
0: I still remember when when that was happening. Uh my brother was was onto Netflix and I wasn't. Yeah. Uh and he said it's great. Because I get these new movies, you know, straight like to the house, just straight to the house. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, but then you got to wait like three days. Like I decide I want to watch a movie. I went- I'm like, I want to watch Margin Call. And I just go immediately to the Blockbuster. I get Margin Call. I bring it home and I watch it. <laughs> like There's no wasted time. And I get yeah. like candy and stuff like that while yeah. I'm out. The whole thing, I plan out like, oh,
1: I haven't seen this movie in a while, and I pick that out, and I go oh, the, home. The opportunity of like stumbling yeah. into stuff, and yeah. you talk to Chip, who's like, hey, if you like this, there was one from '78. I think is even better. Do you, you ever see the original
0: better. Gone in Fe- Gone in sixty seconds? Oh my god! And he like, tells you all about it, and then you watch, it and you come back, and you're like, Chip, you're genius. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, whole idea of like trying to make this work now just seems a little like it just seems like G four would be a really great YouTube
1: channel. Like, well, and I was gonna say, I think Hardwick took the best of it and turned it into Nerdist. Really, now that kinda, I think about yeah, it. Kind of, yeah. I mean,
0: like a Nerdist news is very similar to what the attack news the was on G4 TV. Yep. And I mean, like there was just basically like a, you know, the so the attack of the show uh, format was up top. They did like a top five of, you know, interesting videos and yeah. like news, and then they went to the news where they talked about everything tech and game related. And then the rest of it was interviews or movies or video mm-hmm. games or whatever new thing was out. But yep,
1: that sounds like nerdist news, actually. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, without the top five because they do that on a separate video. Right? right, right, right. Top five
1: Marvel movies come out in the last five years.
0: Yeah, but it was like top five like video inter- internet videos of the day, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It was like a curated YouTube channel. Yeah, thing. but we
1: have that now. It's called TikTok. You just <laughs> watch them directly. You don't have to have them curated for you. Um, one other bit of news for uh, for your consideration, and that is that uh, I think it's official. We can say. The summer movie season is done.
0: <laughs> <sighs> so Tenet has
1: been moved at least until the fall. Uh, and it's likely to get maybe possibly a European release only in the fall if they decide to do that, which I don't think. <laughs> Wait a really minute, fun. Europe is open again? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Hmm. Asia also open. Strange. Seems like it's almost just us hmm. at this
0: point. Oh, Brazil. Just us also. And Brazil. Brazil also <laughs> and a handful yes. of other places. It's almost like some people got it right and some people didn't. And the people who got it right are living their lives. And the people who didn't are wondering whether or not they're going to get enough money to live off of from the government.
1: What do those countries have in common? I can't. (laughs) Anyway. um, What did Trudeau do that we didn't? Mm. But, yeah. uh, So Tenet got pushed. And then, you know, Mulan and like another live action are already like. No, we don't. We're not even gonna say. there's yeah. some time in the future, and then there were two releases for August that escaped me now. But both of those have been one was pushed to 2021 completely. Um, oh, uh, Quiet Place Two mm. has been pushed completely to 2021. Fast and the Furious got pushed to 2022. Uh, the new Matrix movie's 2022 now. So like, it's just everybody's assuming this year's a wash. Um, so I would worry about being one of the. I mean,
0: like Tenet, I imagine. Whenever movie theaters open nationally, yeah, Tenet be will one. be within a couple weeks of being released. I almost worry though that that wouldn't be great for Tenet either because, I mean, honestly, if you're like a Fast and the Furious and you're pushing to 2022, that might be the idea ideal go because 2021 is going to be kind of weird. Well, and you don't
1: want to be the so I think I think part of the reason they pushed Fast and the Furious is also the other top, the other part of this topic, which is they didn't get everything yet, yeah. and so they also have to go back in production. And who knows when that's going to be. Do and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, who knows when that's going to be. Um, so, I, I honestly, Tenet gets me out to the theater. I, I yeah. really just want it to, to, the oh, I, to open to get me out. We'll so. see Tenet. Yeah. But I'm saying,
0: I think, so I, I was, uh, I can't remember who I was listening to, but somebody basically said, like, you know, you can break the economy into three different classes, which is people who go out and do the thing immediately as soon as they can, the people who will go out and do it, pretty soon after it's available, but not right away. And then other people who won't do anything until the the vaccine or yeah. the reasonable assumption of safety is evident. So I'm probably in the middle bracket. I don't want to go, like restaurants opened and I didn't immediately go to a restaurant because I was like, I'd rather see how this works out. And then two weeks later, they were closed. Not because well. It wasn't safe. And I feel like I was good for not going to the restaurant right away. You know, like, so I think that, uh, while I would figure out a way to see Tenant in a safe manner yeah. and like uh, go to do it, I don't know if I would do the exact same thing for every movie that comes out. Like, no. a Tenant is different than, you know, Arthur II, Electric Boogaloo, you know?
1: Well, and also, uh, you know, we are A plus members and AMC's whole thing about we're disinfecting the theater after every show and you and your four friends can sit together, but then there will be you know, five seats between yeah. you and everyone else and. I, I, I am more comfortable with that than, you know, like, um, nothing against them, but like the Vista reopening and being like free for all, yeah. we just need your, we need to fill this place as much as possible. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I mean, and
0: I, I, I feel for, uh, yeah, I mean the small theaters, I really do. And, uh, you know, uh, oh God, uh, the owner operator of Lemley was mm-hmm. on, uh, one of the KCRW podcasts recently, I think, or, uh might've been a Hollywood reporter or something like that. And he's like,
1: it's yeah. really bad. It's yeah. really
0: like, I, may not reopen it. it well, it, it's like, we're going to figure out a way to try and push this ball down the court as much as we can and reopen. But we're also trying to do that. You know, like you, you balance this thing where it's just like, right now we're trying to pay our employees at the same time as not being open. Yeah. So we're just reaching into the reserves that we have that were already kind of tenuous at, at, at front to try and keep this thing open and still be good citizens and still be respectful of the employees and blah, blah, blah. But at some point, we're just going to have to fire all the employees so yep. that we keep the money so that we can reopen when we can. But, you know, like it's like it, at what point do we get back to making money enough so that we can counteract these, you know, and like they're, they're like all options are on the table. We might sell theaters. We might have to do this and that. Yep. But like you feel for people who are in that in that regard like, and trying to do the right thing. I feel terrible for the Alamo Draft House because they opened up... They've oh, had less than a year. Long, such a long time of waiting. Yeah, they had like six months and then, and yeah. now, you know, you, you can't go. And, uh, you know, like, that's... Th- this was the prime time for them making back the money of the investment that they just did. Because movie theaters are incredibly expensive investments to make. Yep. And the reason why the tickets cost so much is because they need to make as much money <laughs> back because it's constantly going out the door. Yeah. So...
1: Oh, well, uh, speaking of those three groups of people, uh, the first group of people, the ones who will rush out and do it as soon as you can, you need to go home. (laughs) Please stop doing that. So, I mean, there's not a lot of updates. There's not a lot of things on Corona this week, but essentially it's, I mean, uh, numbers are still going up and numbers are up. Uh, California is up. Florida is up. New York is holding steady on its way down. Um, but California is shipping doctors, uh, from the military. They are, uh, I think Newsom requested the return of the Liberty ship to either San Francisco or L.A. because we're at near capacity on ICUs and on hospital beds. And I still ride my scooter down Franklin every day and see the restaurants packed. Yeah. By restaurants, I mean the seating on the sidewalk that is not nearly six feet apart, but everyone's packed in there. And I just, how are we not getting it thus far? The- what
0: amazes me is, like, I feel like if I was Garcetti, I would have somebody who just sort of goes around and sees what's going, what's happening. Because it feels like nobody yeah. connected with trying to figure out the problem is going around and looking at the very obvious things that are, like, in front of your face. Like, uh, I right in front of the old Pacific Theater in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that between? Cahuenga and... Uh, Wilcox. Wilcox. Yep. On Hollywood Boulevard... you know i go by there every once in a while and it is a fucking madhouse of people and there's a couple food trucks that are set up there which is fine i'm you know like i'm I'm, i want these people to be able to make money and eat and stuff like that too but it's literally just like a fucking club let out because there's hundreds of people at any given point in time just lined up on the sidewalks maybe mass maybe not
1: like double parking in the street i said you know why that block why pacific theaters is empty and no one calls about the parking. See, but it it's so like it,
0: it's just nuts. Like, yeah. it, how could one LAPD car doesn't go down the road and oh, say no, like no, man. It, they don't care? Oh, I know, but I'm saying like it, it's just like it. I, I there was a story this past week about uh, businesses getting fined for putting up signs that said "We're open for delivery or takeout." Uh, on their restaurants. Yeah. And they would get fined for the city because you need a special permit to put a banner on the side of your building.
1: Welcome to California.
0: Right. Yep. And, <laughs> uh, you know, since then, since it became a story, Garcetti was like, well, listen, these. these uh, this <laughs> we're was, not going to right? enforce that thing. It's fine. But somewhere along the line, there's fines being given out for shit that is completely unnecessary. They're like putting a sign up on the side of your building saying, we're open for takeout is just a way that a, bus- a business that's lost 70% of its income can hopefully get some of it. Yeah. Because right now, I think everyone is doing the same fucking thing, which is like, I want to eat. What's open? Yep. Like, I know there's a handful of places that are just not reopening and until things are better. Like Yelp is no help.
1: Uh, Google is no help because it says, here are the business hours. Maybe affected by the coronavirus. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. I've also ordered food <laughs> and then went to pick it up
0: and found out the place was closed. Yeah. They took yeah. the order. Yeah, and I got Thanks, the money mates. back like two weeks later. But, you know, like, if I was really struggling and I went to buy a taco, then I, I,
1: you know. But if you want to know how California works, guaranteed the code enforcement officer who wrote the ticket for the banner yeah. drove past the crowd standing outside yeah. of the uh, the trucks. yeah, Stopped and checked the trucks. Like, yep, everybody's licensed here. All right. Ignoring <laughs> the huge mass of people. Right. But went and found a, the a banner other, up. The other one that really fascinates
0: me is uh, there's one... Right by Roscoe's in Hollywood yep. on Sunset. The truth. Have you seen that? Like it that's looks my like a, that's my hood, man. That's it looks like a bar that's open. Yep. Like it, it, it there's people out there like carrying on outside of their, their door, like every night. And I'm like Oh, it's it's open. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Like
1: you ever operated your indoor bar, like Yep. I don't know. Like it it's just <laughs> So they they have big doors on both sides, I wanna say, or maybe one maybe just yeah. one side. And I think that they're just like hey trying to so make an
0: argument that they're an outdoor we're going <laughs> to leave the
1: doors open and uh, everybody's got to sit far apart from each other <laughs> it's an outdoor business
0: i mean you know at a certain point you're a business owner you're trying to figure out some sort of way that you can make money like i don't want to like i don't want to i don't want to uh hate on these people who are trying to just do the best they can but at the same time like there has to be a certain amount of like you know no you're clearly a bar you definitely need to be closed like yeah, Like, the, the, you know, we're sorry for your, your, your situation, but there's other people who can't work and uh, you staying open is keeping them from being able to work longer. You're yeah. hurting, you're hurting me being able to go back to work because they're trying to, to stay working. I mean, also which I understand, but at the same time, like
1: you're hurting the me fuck. because <laughs> dummies are coming out and getting sick in your bar. And then three days later they walk past me on the street.
0: And I mean, then, the, the other thing I think we need to do, just L.A., Hollywood specifically, is yep. just uh, maybe shut it down to people coming in from outside for a little while. Like, like no tourism
1: for like a month. Like, just we could do what New York did. My, and New York, if you make them from, quarantine from yeah. a state, they make you quarantine for two
0: weeks. Anyone who is not from L.A. County has to quarantine when they come here. I think that I think we should do it by neighborhood. Anyone who. <laughs> <not. laughs>
1: back on los Feliz, go back, go back in your homes and where do you draw the lines like i actually stumble past los Feliz boulevard and they're like nope you're in for good now buddy like, oh, all right you well, have to stay here for two weeks okay
0: how will i afford it <laughs> uh, uh moving on to politics though. yes uh i i wanted to uh spend a couple minutes doing this now because we might by the next time we record have a announcement from the Biden campaign as to who the vice presidential pick will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally the, the conversation was around August 1st. Uh, the convention's two weeks away. The but convention. I was going to say, away. so
1: <laughs> yeah, he said he would picked by August 1st, but that was before coronavirus. Right. And then it was, it's always assumed that you'll pick by the convention, but now there's not really a convention either. So it was
0: one of those. I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick by August 1st when Biden pretty much had it all locked up. Yeah. Like after what was, it, like, the election after California?
1: Mm, so that would have been, like, March 15th or Something so. Something like March that, yeah. yeah.
0: So Corona was happening, but it wasn't, like, the big thing yet. It wasn't. Yeah.
1: He was still out. We'd still seen him. Yeah. Hadn't happened in a while. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so I, I figured real quick we could just spend a little bit of time and sort of uh, postulate on who we think would make the best uh, and worst VP picks here for Biden. So who who would make you the most excited? If you were on the fence. Yeah. Uh, you don't know whether you're going to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Or no, let's make it easier. You don't know if you're going to vote for Robert Cheek or Joe Biden. Hey. Uh what what candidate or what vice presidential candidate would make you hypothetically go Joe gets what I'm going for here.
1: Here here's the problem is that what it's how he presents the candidate too because I also don't want him to pander. Mm-hmm. I and I have a fear that there will be a lot of pandering in whatever announcement this is. Um, I mean, like... I think there's a lot of pandering
0: that's going on before the announcement comes out. And I mean, like... (laughs) Let me put it this way. Uh, Kamala Harris would be a... is a very uh, uh, experienced and uh, qualified person to be vice president. Yep. And uh, if uh, nothing had happened with any kind of... uh, you know, with George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or any of this stuff, and the the conversations of you know race in America hadn't come to the forefront. Uh, I still think she would have been a good choice to have per yeah. se. Uh, I personally would not be a fan of the choice, but I could understand why Joe would make it. But now, right? but now there seems to be a lot of conversation that's going on about like, well, you have to pick a black woman to be. You've already said it's going to be a woman, so it has to be a black woman. And then you're making these conversations about how. Elizabeth Warren, who I also think would be a very good choice mm-hmm. on the same level as Kamala Harris, is are you betraying everyone who got you here if you're not thinking about just picking a black woman? And I, I'm not saying that uh, I, I think that any, any voter block in this country, black women have carried weight more than any other and uh, get looked at the least yeah. and are most deserving of having somebody be a vice presidential candidate. But Shirley uh,
1: Chisholm's not with us anymore. And-
0: it's not. It's not even that. It's just that I, 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 I find it. I, I think there's a lot of conversation going on right now about how uh, there's a lot of face level things that are being addressed as opposed to real issues that are being yeah. addressed, and uh, I, it doesn't knowing that my new version of Madden is going to come shipped automatically with an update that will change the name of the team from Washington Redskins to Washington Football Team yeah. is like, great, wonderful. Yeah, Not anything we were asking for. <laughs> we were asking for a, a conversation about qualified immunity. We were having a conversation about uh, you know, whether or not uh, officers can search vehicles with reasonable suspicion, like Maryland Court of Appeals just finally said today that Scent smell of marijuana, of marijuana is yeah. not enough to instigate a charge because or by get a search.
1: It's legal there. Yeah. It is now a quasi legal product in Maryland, not huh. recreationally, but medicinally. So, I mean, even
0: rec- recreationally, it's just a fine. Yeah. If if they found if, I think it's a ounce or gram or uh, or uh, an ounce uh, it's an ounce I'm sorry yeah Uh, I think it's an ounce that if you
1: get caught with less than an ounce it's just a fine yep so like so if it's a civil penalty how can it be grounds to search a vehicle right (laughs) as what the uh, court of appeals said in an earlier case they said this might be problematic turns out it was problematic so so my my
0: interest here is uh, in in thinking of who is most important for Joe Biden is to think of who is best for this country who is the best person that if Joe Biden slips on a banana peel and falls down a bunch of flights of stairs and Mm -hmm. is no longer president. Uh, Who is the best person to pick up the mantle and run the country? So first, Secret
1: Service, that is William Baker. And (laughs) you can find him in Los Angeles,
0: (laughs) California.
1: I didn't do anything. I'm just saying that... (laughs) So, I mean... (laughs) It's,
0: <laughs> Trump's the one who probably set that damn banana peel in the first place. I mean, place. that's
1: probably true. And accidentally, he was just eating bananas and throwing the peels <laughs> uh, out the let's, White House let's, let's, ju-
0: let's not kid. He's not eating bananas.
1: <laughs> uh, banana they're candies? Too, they're too candies. rich in potassium. What's a what's a candy
0: that you could slip <laughs> on?
1: Uh, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> like a Baby uh, Ruth? A rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baby a Baby Ruth rapper, rapper or um, So, yeah. So, I mean, listen. Kamala Harris, I think, is, is a good choice, but. I don't. Well, I mean, good choice in so much as he said he was going to to go with a woman. Yeah. And I think it would be pandering to go with, a, uh, with her as a black woman now because she's essentially spent a career locking up people, taking the police aside and not prosecuting police who do things inappropriately yes. in her district. So um, good as in she is a strong person and she knows what she stands for. Bad because those don't really align with where we are as a country right now.
0: I mean, like I feel like Kamala Harris is sort of like the neutral point to me. She's the
1: Hillary Personally.
0: Clinton. I mean she she's a she's a. Uh, I think everyone would be okay with that pick, but yeah. I don't think it's an inspired pick. No, uh, um, to me the two people who who stand out the highest, uh, if I was making this decision, sure, I, I think Elizabeth Warren is a really good pick, and part of the reason why I think she's a really good pick is because she is more equipped to handle the job of trying to. Uh, Create norms around laws that Trump broke like all the things that Trump's getting away with right now and not being called on you know emoluments violations you know having his kids fucking be parts of the government like all like the litany of things that he has done wrong. That we need to put solid brakes on for future presidencies. Elizabeth Warren, I think, is uniquely talented to be able to handle that kind of job.
1: Also, and further left than the, Biden. Yes, and she brings the Bernie side of the party back in.
0: And uh, you know, Biden has expressed that he wants to have a very similar relationship with his vice president that Barack had with him, which right. was uh, we're going to have weekly lunches. Uh, yeah. He's going to look as me as the person who he can. Uh, debate issues with and come to where he eventually lands. Like I'm the one who event who gets it done, but, but I'm also the person who helps him decide I'm what his view board. is. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I think Warren's good for that. I, I think Warren's very
0: good for that. I think she, I think she she's the level-headed, uh, you know, straight thinker that would help you come to the most good that yeah. you could do as a Biden administration.
1: So what about Tulsi Gabbard? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good pick. So Woman of Color, um, Iraq War Vet, yeah. Afghanistan Vet. I mean, I think,
0: I think if you were going that way, it would more be more likely that it's Tammy Duckworth. Duckworth and is probably a better I choice. Think, I think Duckworth is a little bit higher on the list of probable candidates because Tucker Carlson is talking about how she's not patriotic, uh, which is an interesting choice to... Fun.
1: Talk about somebody who lost their legs for the country. Double amputee veteran? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Weird that Tucker Carlson guy who's never done anything for the country who wears bow ties on Twitter.
0: Interesting interesting take, Tucker. Again, be with me here for a second. How many legs have you lost for this country?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm going to make a little list of how many legs you've lost for this country. Let's Let's stop when you get to two, which is where Tammy Duckworth is.
1: I have lost all sorts of endorsements and <laughs> I've lost all kinds of-, of head writers to people who look around on the internet for things that they write <laughs> well, I, I, so I would say that the problem is that I don't think Duckworth is on the list even though she should be she is
0: I, I think but she's not a Something tells me that uh, Tammy Duckworth is still on the who are you yes. side of the
1: spectrum. And
0: that's what Tulsi is, brings. She also yeah. brings
1: like a centrist, like crazy right wing people kind of like her too. So I,
0: I think you'd be pretty, pretty dumb to oh, pick no, it, Tulsi. Horrible to say. Yeah. But I know. mean, I to me, the, the worst ways you could go here are Klobuchar, clearly, because there's not <laughs> there's yeah. not a way in the world you get Klobuchar in without having weeks of coverage of what's going on in Minnesota which is just bringing the George Floyd protest conversation right back, right back up to the front. Yep. Um and what did you do
1: when this happened? Yeah. Uh
0: nothing? Oh, you had a chance to criminally charge uh, Derek Chauvin with something? What did you end up doing with that? Oh,
1: you took the word of the
0: officer and you just let him go. Fine. Fun. Yeah, seems. Yeah. <laughs> seems like uh seems like you're not the one who was standing in the way of progress happening a while back. So Yeah. Um my other big pick, by the way, the besides Warren, the other one that would make me really happy is Stacey Abrams, and I, I, I know that Abrams has been faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not like up at the top of the list anymore.
1: Well, she's been doing unimportant things like fighting voter voter yeah. discrimination, <laughs> voter suppression, and, yeah. and getting uh, getting people registered to vote. So. I mean, nearly beating Brian Kemp
0: in a a super fraudulent election. Yeah. In, Where Brian count- Kemp was the official, it was the <laughs> umpire, <county> <laughs> was the referee as to what was right and what was wrong.
1: But like, He's uh, in the batter's box, like <laughs> boom, ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what Brian Kemp was okay. doing in this matchup with Stacey <laughs> Abrams. And I, I, I just think that uh, every time I hear her, every single time Stacey, Stacey Abrams is in front of me, I'm just like, this is someone who gets it. And yep. this is someone who I think has a long career ahead of her. And uh, this would be a great opportunity to get her out there in front of people. And, you know, (laughs) there's no easier way to become governor of Georgia if you're vice president of the United States first. Like, it's a pretty good... So, here's the thing. If she wanted to go from one to the other, you know, I mean, she'd probably run for president on her own. But uh, she had a Nixon situation where she uh, (laughs) didn't win and went back to run as governor of Georgia. uh,
1: Ignoring the... um Ignoring the, previous, the current presidency, mm-hmm. here's the problem we have. We have uh, Obama Biden. Yeah. Big state, small state, uh, urban state, rural state, essentially. Yeah. Then you have um, Bush Cheney. Hmm. Big state, small state. Really, George, I mean George was a Texan, but he's really from Connecticut. But you yeah, know, nonetheless, big state, small state. Uh, <laughs> the urban, owner rural. of the Texas Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clinton. Yeah. Arkansas, Tennessee, bit of an outlier, but Clinton was famous nationally before yeah. he was governor so, or while he was governor so it's a little different but also um gore was kind of a weirdly leftist person in the south so clinton could be his centrist person and gore was the far, well there was, was the there Korean. was a
0: there was a thought process that was happening there where uh the south was basically just republican country and yeah. there was no it was the you have to win these swing states to be able to make any kind of so, any kind of Democratic advantage in the Electoral College. Arkansas and Tennessee
1: right here. here we go. Why don't we just put two Southerners in there yeah. and
0: make it a little bit more interesting? And it didn't make it any more interesting.
1: No. But, you know. But it, also Gore is a New England Democrat. He just happened to live in Tennessee and yeah. convinced the people of Tennessee to vote for him. So weird. I mean, Gore now is no different than Gore in 92. He's the same guy. Mm-hmm. They just really like him in Tennessee. So for whatever that's worth. But before that, H.W. and Quayle. Before that, Reagan and, uh... I really do feel like,
0: in my mind, uh, the idea of taking states as a... Like, picking somebody from a certain state to get a certain mm-hmm. uh, thing from it is not as important as it used to be. Because, I, I mean, like, I, I... You know, like, so take Kamala, for instance. You, you think, like, big state. small state Delaware versus big, big state, state California. Yeah, Georgia uh, versus
1: California, more importantly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I I think that regardless of who Joe Biden's running mate is, he's going to win California. Probably it could be a dead raccoon. So yeah.
1: I, <laughs> this is not a '92 election. Yeah, California
0: is not important. I don't think it's uh, that important. Uh, I would rather I would rather have it speak to a different level of experience. I think that people have an in, have a opinion of California as this like liberal haven. Yeah, uh, and that if you are electing or if you're picking the senator of California, you're picking picking the lefty, which is know, not fascist. true. Not <laughs> true at all. Yeah, like I
1: I don't get it. But but here's the thing though, if Abrams is on the table as a one time candidate for governor of Georgia, I Duckworth mean it makes not... it makes Cal- it makes Georgia more interesting. It, oh well, Georgia's already by the way like plus seven Biden. Right yeah, now, it's so.
0: already a swing state in
1: Biden's favor. So why does it take Duckworth out though? She's a Hawaii.
0: No, she is no, 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 no. Uh fuck. Uh Midwest there somewhere. God damn it. Why can I not Small remember? state
1: though, right? I think it's Illinois. It's not Illinois, is it? No, I don't think so. I'll find out. You okay. talk. But I just I feel like that that if if Stacey Abrams is going to be in play, then there is a lot of other people who could be in play as well. Um the governor of Michigan could be in play. Uh whose name escapes me right now. But um yeah, it's Illinois. Is it? Yeah. For some reason, I thought she was uh, one of the senators from, um, well, and she, was eight,
0: she was 8th District of Illinois and now. Uh, now she's a senator
1: yeah. from Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, listen, if you're looking for someone who has minimal experience, but a lot of crowd appeal, yeah. how about Biden, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Too young. That's the problem. Nope. Right? She'll be 36 this year. I thought she was going to be thirty six before the election. No, she 34? She, she's thirty
0: four. She's thirty four right now,
1: and she turns thirty five then.
0: She turns thirty five, I think, in the summer of next year or something like that. Oh, I thought but it was the fall. Like I thought
1: I thought she was one of the, like like on the line of being able to run. No, I now. think
0: she's more like she's turning thirty four this fall or something. Oh <laughs> like, dang, okay. Well, I can find then. out, but I mean, like I, I remember looking it up and not.
1: But really, but realistically though, that there's a lot of people who are there though because you can go for a congressman, you could go for a senator, you could go for the governor of a state. I mean, I really am not thinking of uh, – uh, let's, let's put this in, in Joe
0: Biden's mind right now. Yeah. I'm not planning on voting for you again. I, I'll give you this one. Yeah. I, will, I will vote for you in this one. Uh I would the I better would, of two evils. <laughs> I will literally give money to somebody who is willing to run against you as a sitting president. I was going to say <laughs> and take on your democratic nomination. I think like
1: 2024 is going to be an open field. It's I, just everybody in.
0: If you're not if you're not dropping out after the first term, then you should be because I am going to I I will vote for literally anyone else. I oh, am... listen,
1: uh HW didn't realize that he was the co- Oh.
0: No. So, uh AOC yes. uh October 13th 1989 30 years old man. will be 31 this uh fall man so four years from now yes she will be old Eligible. enough to be president but uh she has some time yeah also way younger than both of us so yes <laughs> <laughs> i feel completely i feel completely
1: <laughs> <laughs> although to be fair aoc i am running for president so yeah. there's that <laughs> <laughs> take that on you <laughs> But no, I, I just think that like <laughs> this white
0: man decided to run for president.
1: <laughs> what kind of white male <laughs> cis privilege do I have? This announced 99 days before an election, I'm going to run for president. I'm sure, I could win. <laughs> Only a white cis male decides that he can just win a national election. I'm
0: I'm, I'm telling you right now, if AOC is running against Biden next time, I'm. Phony, for AOC. I'm,
1: uh, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I think Biden needs to realize that like HW didn't realize he was the Cold War to the New World kind of transition. Yeah. And he was a one-term guy That's we had to get from Ronnie to whatever comes after that. Biden needs to realize you are the anyone but Trump. We need someone trustworthy to give the reins to for four years. Right. After that, we're going to move into whatever comes next. And the Republicans will either get rid of the Trumpers or they'll split and there'll be two Republican candidates and then probably Biden still because he won't say goodbye. And then he's running so many times. It doesn't matter. And then whoever runs against him, who's going to be a Pete Buttigieg, AOC, like 35, 40 year old, yeah. far left Democrat, basically. Mm-hmm. It'll be an open field. But uh, I mean, listen, Abrams, I think of all the people we've talked about is the the front runner of these names. The difficulty is Pete that was no one before what October he announced in October and then mm-hmm. everyone's like hey this guy I said his name to an extent yeah beforehand yeah. but you know so there may be a congressman a mayor uh you know a state senator somewhere who's ripe and ready for that and we just don't know who they are but the Biden camp has hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend <laughs> the, on the problem
0: search. is that all the names I hear that are on the periphery yeah. like the uh, the wild card names that are not on the top of uh, people's minds are ones that I am 100 percent, absolutely not interested. Susan Rice. Well, Susan Rice for one, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in Valley Jarrett. I'm not interested in like a like. Here comes back the old Obama squad minus Obama. Like yeah. that doesn't. None of that makes me happy because the only per- part of the Obama squad I really liked was Obama. <laughs> so I
1: would appreciate if none of them had anything to do with it again. But I would say the other thing I like about Stacey Abrams is. I
0: mean, like I would not be happy if uh, Ob- if Biden goes like, yeah, by the way, attorney general is going to be uh fucking what's his face again? Emmanuel. Uh, no, 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 no. He was a
1: uh, chief staff. Yeah. Oh,
0: God damn it. Why can't I forget? his? Why am I forgetting his name?
1: Uh,
0: The one right before. Yeah. Mm,
1: Eh, It doesn't matter. Whoever uh, you know, they should bring back Colin Powell, Secretary of State. Let's (laughs) give him. his I've been thinking
0: more and more. We should. Biden should just pay to have a camera put in front of Colin Powell and just be like, "Hey, I've been a Republican my entire (laughs) life. I've taken a lot of shit for (laughs) it." I'm voting for Biden. (laughs) I'm voting for Biden because I care about America. (laughs) You should too. And then it's just like you know, Joe Biden, Colin Powell, and concerned American citizens for America.
1: Yeah, Uh, but I was gonna say is uh, Abrams also appeals to me because. Warren is safe, a safe seat. When she leaves to go to the vice presidency, they're going to put another Democrat in her place. Yeah. Kamala Harris is also a safe seat. Yeah. Because whatever, you know. I mean, um, I, would,
0: I would be happy about the opportunity to get a new senator. Like... True. I wish that Diane Feinstein would find her way into a boat <laughs> and float into a lake, but you know I can't do anything about that right now. Again, Secret Service, William Baker, <laughs>
1: Los Angeles, <Columbia>. Uh <laughs> She found
0: herself onto the boat, and then she found herself in the middle of the lake. I had nothing to do with the boat. I, I don't own a boat. I
1: don't know where the lake is. She um, did it on her own. I, I think that some of the other names on the list. Though. <laughs> don't let me
0: testify on my own. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, Duckworth, coming from Illinois. Yeah. I got concerns about Illinois electing who, who the governor of Illinois may elect or may put in place, uh, past govern, governors haven't made great decisions when they <laughs> replace senators. So to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have like the Michigan's governor, a special election in Michigan crapshoot. I yeah. know there could be a far right militia Republican. I don't know. Yeah. And we don't want to lose more state houses if we can avoid it. So that that's the problem is you do this math of like, you're a Democrat going in. I'm sorry, going into, uh, into a thing building an administration. It is saying, there's really only certain pieces I can look at as well because I don't want to take key pieces out of the Senate right. and then not get legislation passed because I have nobody there yeah. with uh, experience who can move stuff in. Please leave Schumer. We don't need him in an administration. <laughs> I also don't want him in the Senate, but that doesn't help us. So, you know. What I really want from
0: a Biden VP candidate, and I know I'm not going to get it, but I would like somebody that makes uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer very upset with Joe Biden.
1: Yes. like That would be amazing.
0: If there was somebody who really upset the two of them, that would be my ideal choice. But, oh, uh, I mean, if it was AOC, that would upset that the would two very of them. Just, uh, <laughs> They'd
1: the be like, Joe, girl, what the fuck are you doing to us? The little girl from the uh, Wall Street statue, the one that stands in front of the bowl, <laughs> that's the girl I want. That's the one I want to, to be vice president.
0: Chuck goes to sleep every night cursing that girl's
1: name. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, you're making it harder for me to get elected, you little fucking bitch. <laughs> I wanna say uh uh Warren, they may have that reaction too as well. I just feel like um she doesn't play to their demographic. Yeah. Um they're looking at Kamala and saying, Let's make it Kamala. She's the yeah. one that we want and anyone else is gonna be hard, but so,
0: <laughs> there's also a little like I heard a thing where uh somebody who's in the the VP uh discussion group. Yeah. Like related to whether or not Kamala's on the list was just like uh, she's on the list, but uh, she was a little mean to Joe during the during the whole debate. So maybe she wants to apologize for that. And it's just like fuck you, like don't ever. never want Kamala, I'm going to tell you to apologize for a lot of shit. That not ain't that, one of them. Not that. <laughs> that ain't one of them. Fuck it. Do whatever you want to do during the campaign. That's that's fair game. You're 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 running for president. Don't don't. By the way, I'm you're calling, trying to take out the top dog in the in the race. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm
1: calling her right now. Surprise VP pick. Yeah. Michael Bloomberg, right there, <laughs> <laughs> just in a wig. <laughs> Michelle Bloomberg has decided to join. Uh, I mean, listen, he doesn't have to stick to anything that he promised to do. I it, mean, it doesn't matter. The world changed I, a lot. I, uh, I, I think that <laughs> TikTok <laughs> adver- advertisements are expensive. Like he did Bloomberg. I'm I like think.
0: You. I think that. I think that saying that he was going to pick a woman was. Uh, Uh, Certainly something worthy of doing because, uh, you know, 50 percent of the population and all should be 50 percent of the ticket. That makes sense to me. Also
1: should be 50 percent of the Congress. We got to work on that.
0: I just hate the fact. And again, this is not anything against picking a woman as vice president. I just hate the fact that uh, you are you are putting out the idea of maybe getting somebody else who would be just as inspiring as these other picks. Like it, it, I, I think if you're doing that, like is it Stacey Abrams or Pete Buttigieg? Are yeah. they like, are they equal footing or something like that? Or they, if it, if it was a, if it was a 50, 50 decision, are you feeling good about that? I would have said but that then maybe you say to yourself like, you know, like, well, the advantage that Pete would have over Stacey Abrams is that people know who he is because yeah. he's been running for president and people know they've vetted him to an extent. So maybe, in the terms of, like, that 50-50 decision, it's more in Budge Buttigieg's favor because he actually is out there in some sort of way.
1: Uh, in October of last year, I would have agreed. But now he's been back in South Bend and not dealing with his police problem. So well, yeah,
0: so, I mean, problem. But I'm saying, like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and <laughs> obviously, there's many very capable women in this list. I'm just yeah. saying that, like, it's it felt like a political stunt to me at the time. And the more and more I think about it, you're just... You're you're making everyone who's thinking about who you're gonna pick going okay. Who are all the women that he could pick? And even if he picked a, if he was like changed my mind, it's Pete Buttigieg now, or like changed my mind, it's Cory Booker. So it it doesn't like that people will feel uh, uh, understandably upset about the fact that there was like a bait and switch on that regard. Yeah,
1: and I I don't think he can switch now because he hasn't said anything about it. But I, I said in the pre show meeting, part of my concern is he's gonna walk Pete Buttigieg out there and be like. Hey, what? No, I said I was picking a woman. It's like, like the same thing, right? Like, Joe, you were doing so well. Well, we weren't seeing you on camera. You were doing so much better. First time in front of a camera <laughs> and a microphone, like, and this is what you give me. God Thanks. damn it, Joe. Uh, but this is what happens when you mar- march out 70-year-old dementia-filled men in front of a national stage. It doesn't happen when you send, I don't know, like a 36-year-old idealistic um, <laughs> renaissance man. Uh, I mean, listen, regardless
0: of age, every once in a while you say kind of on-the-line things. No, I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's
1: it's (laughs) unavoidable. (laughs) All right, so let's lightning around the last few topics, because we're really really long. But uh, first up, Portland, go. (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: (laughs) I I think that uh, for whatever reason, uh, Portland, uh, maybe it's just what what republicans think of when they think of like this liberal fever dream like <laughs> where do all the worst liberals go in their mind i think portland is like this this thought it ain't uh i mean we've discussed this before oregon is kind of the most interesting state because it's like the furthest left and the furthest right at the same exact yeah. time like, yeah. uh, so it's a really interesting place uh but it's uh fucking ridiculous what's going on right now because uh it, it seems like most of these people who are uh going out there without names or any kind of identification working as agents of the federal government are also paid contractors hmm. uh, <laughs> so twist uh, our <laughs> concerns about like well how many customs and border patrol agents can they possibly send out to american cities isn't as much of a concern if you're hiring your own private police force yeah uh, a police Uh, force that they've
1: been training in afghanistan and iraq for the last you know 20 years so nice big list of people and
0: the ones that as far as the u.s government is concerned is on the same level as american uh service members but in a way less accountable yeah because you know if i was if i was some army soldier and uh i just randomly shot some people in iraq They'd U.S. Be like, holding the bag for that. They'd be like, Corey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> You're being court-martialed. Whereas if I was a contractor who did that, it's just like, well, I mean, he's basically a
1: diplomat. I can't do shit. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do Listen, about this guy? Listen, if you have a problem, you need to go speak to Blackwater about <laughs> that. He's a private <laughs> contractor. Also, uh, for members of the administration, um, another chance to to enrich themselves on the government dole. Yeah, I mean. This particular army in Portland is run by Betsy DeVos' brother or yeah. brother-in-law i can't yeah, remember he, what it he is was
0: like a the blackwater guy yeah yeah uh
1: so basically she's like oh you need a private army i got a guy do you want to i haven't
0: been able to send them into schools
1: but i guess we could send them into portland yeah <laughs> so um so that's fun uh here's my question and uh i've been hearing for my entire life uh from these this three percenter community and if you guys aren't familiar with three percenters it's uh three percent of the american public in 1776 backed the revolution Uh, Mm -hmm. then there was about 12% that were really strong loyalists and everybody else was just kind of like, eh, I'd like to pay less taxes, but also I'd like to not die. So England's been good to us. England's okay, (laughs) but what's your guys' policy on tea? And then they dumped it all in the (laughs) end. Like, hey, I don't really know. Um, Fuck tea. So, uh, there's a modern three percenter movement that basically just says, you know, we just need 3%. When we have 3%, we're ready to defend against the tyranny of the government. Isn't, uh wasn't the kicker from the Patriots drafted one of those guys too cuz
0: he had like a big tattoo on his arm Yeah
1: so. so so the problem is the 3 percenters from the 80s turned into basically neo-Nazis that's uh as these militia things tend to plot do plot twist Yeah uh <laughs> so if you see somebody with a big 3 with a Roman numeral 3 tattoo there's a chance that they're just like super uh what's Nazis your, No 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 your your belief system it's not republicanism it's um libertarianism (laughs) that they're super libertarian (laughs) i didn't
0: didn't like the fact that you were just like uh what are these nazis what's that thing you're all about
1: libertarianism uh, because three percenters started out as libertarians they were like we're going to defend against a tyrannical government (laughs) but uh it has moved in the direction of nazism or fascism my
0: problem is that i like libertarianism like i like communism It's just like, in theory, it's great, but the problem is that you get too many people involved who are not part of the plan, and it comes unglued very quickly. And Corey likes
1: to drive real fast, (laughs) and if the roads aren't being taken care of, it's going to be a problem. Like, in a perfect world where communism
0: was done perfectly, Mm -hmm. I could understand why you would want it, but the problem is that people get involved and ruin it libertarianism in principle is a really, really great. great idea but the problem is that eventually people get involved in any political <laughs> system
1: again i stress the point that we can't get people to wear masks during yeah. a pandemic that is killing hundreds of thousands Capitalism. of people in theory really great idea but once you get people involved in doesn't work the so fucking- well shit show but uh meanwhile these guys have been saying for 20 years uh, when tyranny arises we're going to be there to fight it and it's moms it's school teachers yeah. it's ld elderly, elderly who are taking rubber bullets and being gassed in <laughs> portland and no were, three percenters to be seen
0: there was a video uh Matt Al shared on her face or on our twitter which was a video of a guy who was in military gear uh with a captain america shield and he was making very realistic points of just like well I wouldn't want to be here tonight. It's a pandemic. Yep. I don't want to be all around all these people. But. Uh, I have a family. I would rather spend time with them. But uh, if the federal government is deciding that they're going to make this their stand, then I have to be here to protect people. Yep. So I'd really rather not be here,
1: but here I am. Here we like. are. <laughs> uh, so, um, again, where are you guys? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I wish that they would give as full-throated a defense as... Uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did, uh, well, not a defense. She did a uh, response, Yeah, I suppose. But for those of you who aren't in on Inside the Beltway news, um, <laughs> and I keep calling him Yoohoo. If I call him Yo-ho. Yoohoo, I know. If I call him Yoohoo, I don't mean it as an insult. I mean it because his name is Ted Yoho, <laughs> Y-O-H-O. And I literally, in conversations today, called him Yoohoo three times. And I was like, <laughs> Yoho, Yoho. Um, so Ted Yoho is a congressman from Florida, mm-hmm. and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, hereafter referred to as AOC, is a congressman <laughs> from uh, New York. And uh, apparently, some words were exchanged in the hallway of the Capitol. I think it was outside the Capitol. Well, so the first words were exchanged in the Capitol. Okay. And then Representative Yoho went outside in front of reporters where he then caught sight of her and referred to her as a quote-unquote fucking bitch to the reporters, speaking of another congressperson who was duly elected by the citizens in her uh, district. Yeah. And um, then AOC uh, went to the floor and got a uh, point of personal interest point, a personal defense or something like yeah. that, which is the rare moment where you as a member of the house of representatives get whatever time you would like to speak because typically you get two minute increments in the house. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And she went on a full-throated defense. And, again, it wasn't a defense, and it wasn't well, he, even an attack. The, the other part
0: is he was on the floor at one point before oh, yeah. this. Yeah. They where, gave him
1: the floor because they thought he was going to apologize. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> he didn't apologize for the fucking bitch remark. No. Uh, rather than he's like, I can't apologize for what I feel so strongly in my heart or something like that. Like but I'm some a decent other, man. I have a wife. Yeah, like, I have a daughter. I don't I don't talk about I don't talk about women like bitches because I you know like I respect them so much or something like that. I just feel like her in particular is deserving of
1: this moment in time or something like that. uh, Reminded me of Dave Chappelle. (laughs) I only call you all bitches because I don't know your names individually. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So uh, I think everybody was like, all right, he realized he fucked up. We're going to give him the floor. Let's see what he has to say. And then he basically was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. She's a bitch. What do you want me to say? Yeah. But I'm a good guy. I got a wife and daughter. So uh, cool. And then she <laughs> got up there and was like, okay, so I'm no. not going to defend what he, th- I'm not going to defend what he did. I'm not going to ask for an apology because clearly he doesn't want to apologize. We gave him the floor. He didn't do that. But what I'm going to say is decent men don't speak like that. And, he referred to his young daughter, who is apparently four years older than her. By the yeah. way, she's old enough to run for president. Maybe get her to his daughter. <laughs> uh, Yo, I don't know son. if
0: I want Yohoo's daughter in charge. I don't know. I don't know anything about her other than her father. I already think that is this is not Probably gonna work out. Well. Yeah. Uh, unless, it's a, unless it's like fucking uh uh Conway's kid. I was gonna say Kellyanne's <laughs> kid. You never know.
1: Uh, but so leader
0: of the resistance, Kellyanne Conway's child,
1: uh, 15 year old daughter, (laughs) not old enough for the uh, vice presidency. Uh, I would say I would ask everyone to, (laughs) I would ask everyone to go and find the speech that she gave on the floor. It's like seven minutes long, but it's just basically like, this is what women everywhere have to deal with. I'm a congressperson in the Capitol and a male Congress member felt it was okay to refer to me this way what does a woman on the street have to do? What does she have to deal with? Yeah. From just what kind of chance does she have? Yeah. And I mean, forgetting about that, how about a woman who is working for a man? The man is in power and he just feels as though he can speak to her any other way. Yeah. And she brought up some, she used a personal incident to bring up a lot of really important things about us as a country. And we're in a moment now where we're talking about issues of race and issues of, of, uh, police violence and, and reform And this needs to be part of the conversation that we need to think about how the people in power or people who think that they have power or think that they have influence and people who think that they are decent people deal with the people around them. Right. But, um, I'm just like, listen, I save it her for vice president or maybe her for president, whatever. I'd love to see her do a, uh, um, 30, 40 years on the house floor. Now, maybe she turns into Nancy Pelosi (laughs) by the end of this. I don't know, but I would like to see this for the next, 20 years i yeah. just like hey she's uh, let, but any any
0: any hatred you might have in your heart for aoc out there uh she is really fucking good at this yeah. like uh you know regardless of whether or not you're republican or democrat she's just it, it i would i would take her as my number one draft pick of somebody who has to uh cross-examine somebody from the from the dais. <laughs> you know yeah. like Uh, if there if there's you know Zuckerberg's getting called in in front of Congress I want her on whatever committee is going to be interviewing him because Uh, she's really she is way better at it than anyone else the only other person and Schiff uh, I'm picking Adam Schiff but he's like he's very uh, lawyerly about it and so many patients not so many of these people are are former lawyers but a lot of them seem to forget how to set up a line of questioning Whereas, like, Adam Schiff is always, like, you can tell that in his mind he has that, like, spray chart of, like, what did they say yes? What did they say no? Yep. They say yes, I have these 15 questions to go. If they say no, I'm going to have these 15 questions to go. If in response to the no, they have another no. I have these 15
1: questions, you know, like. The problem, though, is his presentation, dull. Well, yeah, but I mean, like. She's got the razzmatazz that, (laughs) like, gets you, like, in there. Yeah. But she also is really good at the rope-a-dope, which is what she did to uh, Ted Yoho. Where she was like, no, no, go ahead, Apologize. Almost, I would insinuate almost knowing he was going to get up there and say something ridiculously dumb, and he did. And then that gave her the platform to go up and address the whole issue. I think
0: the problem here is that uh, as much as I think that it's disgusting that Ted Yoho said that uh, she's a fucking bitch, and as much as I feel like, uh, generally speaking, uh, no person, but especially women in this regard, should be treated like that, especially professional women who have to work extra hard to be treated seriously can sort of be passed off with that kind of re- yeah. remark. Uh, I would say, let us, uh, let's always try and remember the, the context in which these things happen. If AOC was outside of Congress and said that Trump was a fucking bitch, then the campaign donations would come rolling in for AOC and everyone, hero of the left AOC. And it's because she picked on, the most hated person on the other side yeah for fox news viewers for people who live in ted yoho's district uh which is by the way like gainesville central florida Cent- north central florida yeah. which can handle florida essentially alabama mixed with georgia uh in terms of republican fervor making fun of alexandria ocasio-cortez helps him in the polls That he, that's why he doesn't care yeah uh if there was a serious candidate who was nipping on his heels who might take him out, then he probably wouldn't say that sort of thing. And, you know, if I was AOC, I would try and find out who that Democratic opponent is and try and, like, juice him in the polls. Make some appearances. Sure they'd love to have Mm -hmm. AOC on board. Um, I don't think it works out in the long term for Ted Yoho to have this, like, on his record. But at the same time, like, the sad thing is that so much of what politicians do is about how they can raise money for them to get reelected to Congress. Uh, AOC is in a, a wonderful position because a lot of people know who she is. Mm -hmm. So people from LA are donating to a a, a, a congressman's campaign in New York because they like who she is. Although she has Uh,
1: redirected a lot of that money to other women running in other races. I'm sure. I'm just saying like in
0: general, like she doesn't have to worry about uh, how she's going to raise money as much as you know, a. A congressman from Kansas has to worry about how they're going to raise money. You know, like you
1: know what would be, what would make this a non-issue? What, no money in politics? If some candidate came out with a plan for campaign finance reform that made money a non-issue, so that they don't have to raise money, and they in fact shouldn't and can't raise money.
0: Well, that would be a wonderful thing, but I can't think of a possible candidate who would. Wait a
1: minute. Rob President. Oh, com. my God. Sorry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an issue that's up there. Rob Cheek President Come You can find it. Um, but speaking of people who are worried about money, yeah. our last issue of the day, um, new stimulus package, unemployment benefits. Clearly, with the benefits expiring today, yeah, Congress, yesterday. Is, yesterday, Congress is deep in session. They are working things out. They are ready to go. Oh, wait. What happened?
0: Uh, Senate took off for the weekend. <laughs> they, uh, ex, ex, the thing expired on the 25th, I think. So Saturday.
1: I think it was the 27th, which is today.
0: I think it was the 25th. I'm pretty sure it expired, and they went home. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Uh, and then they came back with their proposal today. Apparently, they were they were feeling the heat a little bit uh, from people who said that cutting the $600 at all would really impact their lives, and it looked like they were not going to make any cuts to that right away. And then all of a sudden, the White House got involved. Mnuchin got involved. Uh, some of the uh, deficit, hawks, deficit hawks in the Senate who are happy to pay for billionaire tax breaks were starting to worry about the deficit a little bit. Talking about Ted Cruz? Yeah, Ted ah, Cruz! Ted Cruz! Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Uh, and uh, now we're in this place where the uh, Republican proposal for expanded unemployment benefits is uh, $400 less than it was, so $200. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also been discussing how they're going to create some sort of... We're going to get you 70% of what you were making uh, through unemployment, but you're going to have to do extra things to prove how much money you made. And from people like me, it's irrelevant because it's just going to be W-2 pay, work, uh, yep. uh, pay stubs that they're looking for, which uh, <laughs> will get me no money. <laughs> will not be 70% of what I made last year for sure. Uh, and I, I just uh, I don't get it. Like, I, I really... <laughs> the, now seems like a perfect opportunity for everyone to hand out the free money and take the the adulation that comes from take it. Take the W and take the W and just walk away. <laughs> like yeah. the fact that you're fighting over whether or not people are going to get uh, the money that's necessary to survive for a little bit longer, it's like craven because. I, I couldn't work if I wanted to mm-hmm. uh, on in the the profession that I choose. I yes. could I could go get a job at McDonald's if I wanted to. Oh, no, I don't but think I've you been... could
1: because they are flooded with uh, applications right now. <laughs> hypothetically. There are I people could. far more <laughs> qualified for that job at McDonald's than you are, <laughs> Corey. Unfortunately, unfortunately. You've been out of the biz for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, hypothetically, I could get a job somewhere else. But, you know, I've also been training for this one job in particular. Yeah. So it'd be kind of a waste for me to get away from it. Uh, I... I, I just don't get it. Oh, like, fear not, billionaire the, the other problem, off. the other problem, is that like, think about it this way. So, uh, my portion of rent mm-hmm. is roughly a thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, call it a thousand dollars to be even, right? Just for round number six. Just for just for rent. Yeah, uh, and I have other bills other than rent, but right now I have. Uh, $600 from the federal government, or mm-hmm. up until just recently, uh, $600 from the federal government, and about $120 from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about $700 a week, mm-hmm. uh, which is more than other people get paid on un- or, uh, minimum wage jobs. Yep. Uh, but it allowed me to at least pay my bills during this time where it I can It also can't means
1: work. about one and three-quarter paychecks for rent. Yeah. Which is 40% and that's where you should be nationally. 40% right. of your income should go to to your rent or your yeah. housing.
0: Um, and this one would take it down to 320 a week. Mm-hmm. And that means it would take me about three weeks of the four weeks to pay my rent. And then I have $340 a month in which to live in which to eat mm-hmm. in which to pay other bills mm-hmm. in which to uh I mean really honestly decide what I'm going to keep and what I'm not yeah like yeah. uh I was i I've been more and more worried about you know like I need to I need to look into more health insurance and maybe I should get a bigger plan than I wanted to just to to prepare myself and stuff like that and now i i, I not, not an option I can't like, yeah. i I just can't I could barely afford it before that <laughs> I could barely afford it even with $700 a week coming my way, it was still a questionable whether or not I should, I should be doing this or just hunkering down. And now it's like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, and for people who live in places like LA or New York or like, San Francisco, I was yeah. reading uh, somebody who was talking about, you know, they're a stage hand in New York and they work on Broadway and they do lighting and they have two kids and <laughs> a two story walk up in, in New York. And, Uh, It's a lot of money for the house that they have. And, you know, the kids are expensive because kids are expensive. Yeah. But through the many years that he worked to get to the level he was, he is able to make enough of a living that he can support this life. Yeah. And seven hundred dollars a week is not enough to uh, keep up to the standard that he was at before. But he said, you know what? I get it. You know, I I, this is this is money that's helping me. It's not everything I hope for, but it's money that's helping me at this time. Someone like that is going to be kicked out of their house. Yep. With kids.
1: And, you know, like. Because, by the way, they can't you evict you. You just can't you. afford it. Like, they can't evict you if you're renting. But if you own, oh. Yeah. There's no stopping all of the. Uh, damn, what's it called? I'm not a homeowner. I can't remember. Um, foreclosure. Foreclosure. Yeah. yeah. Foreclosure. They'll start those proceedings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And just, uh, uh, again,
0: think. I, you know, I, I come from. I've I have been blessed in my life to not have to worry about. You know, like where my f- my meals are going to come from. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm lucky in this regard. Way luckier than a lot of people out there. I feel awful for people who are really struggling at this moment. Uh, but the person who is fighting against you getting more unemployment, Steve Mnuchin, is not just some guy who rose the ranks of Republican. Oh, wait, he
1: didn't pull himself up by his bootstraps. And his himself- father helped start. <laughs> uh, Bear Stearns,
0: Bear Stearns, I think. Yeah, or Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Goldman, it was Goldman Sachs. Sachs. Yeah. Uh, so his father was a partner at Goldman Sachs mm, uh, mm. when he was born. So he was a and billionaire
1: then, at birth. Then that's what you're saying.
0: I don't think they were billionaires at that point, but they were very healthy millionaires oh, okay. at that point. All right, All right. multimillionaires billionaires didn't really come <laughs> along until more recently. That's a more recent invention. Uh, but you know, they were they were certainly. <laughs> Hundred millionaires. <laughs> Hundred millionaires.
1: Okay, yeah. Or dozen millionaires. And Mnuchin uh, has become a billionaire. I believe. Well, I mean,
0: he grew up, and you know, through all the great things that happened in his life, he was able to rise up to the position of uh, what was it? Oh, right, head of Bear, S- head <laughs> of head of Goldman Sachs. Of Goldman Sachs. <laughs> right. One of the partners at Goldman Sachs. So uh, you know that that worked out well for him. And uh, I'm sure it had nothing to do with his father being a founding partner. He's Corey. never. Never seemed to worry much about money for whatever reason. His it, he's literally living the Marie Antoinette life with his wife, uh, and I I I just like why are we why are we paying so much attention to this idiot? Like he doesn't yeah. know that how much oh, the that was the the old debate question. How much is milk? How much is milk right now? Yeah. And if your presidential candidate couldn't answer that, that's something they still drill into president. You know, like somebody is telling Joe Biden every once in a while how much milk and eggs cost. Yep. So that if somebody asks him, he's not thrown off flat footed because he doesn't know because he hasn't bought it in the last 20 years. But also,
1: like, I guarantee you, Joe Biden doesn't carry a wallet. Somebody yeah. around him has money. And to him, it's just like, yeah, I'll get that. And somebody. Or he's got it. a
0: house person who goes to the store and picks up these things, well, yeah. you know?
1: I mean, if he stops at Seven Eleven, he just grabs what he wants. Somebody pays. At
0: the very least, I would like to I would like to thank Joe Biden for living in uh, for politician standards, relative poverty for his entire life. He's sold some books from time to time and made a little income, but uh, uh, if you look at how much Joe Biden's net worth has grown over the many years that he's been Mm -hmm. in Congress or Senate, as opposed uh, to like say Mitch McConnell, it hasn't grown dramatically. But yeah, Mitch McConnell, for instance, like. He was doing all right for himself. He was a member of the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. Everything's going. You know, he could afford a house maybe if he wants
1: to. Bam! Like, (laughs) multi-millionaire. Where did where did this come from? Uh, I think he had a net, when he entered the Senate, he had a net uh, uh, value net worth of something like $400,000. Yeah. And now he is... Very respectable amount of money to live off of. Worth like 15 or $20 million. Yeah. So, wonder how that happens. I
0: mean, the same service. thing happened with uh, with Pelosi, too. Yeah. I mean, she was a pretty well-off person before, and now all of a sudden she's super Well, she's super the rich. daughter of a former mayor, so... Well, yeah, but I mean, like... <laughs> That's not a that's not a money printing enterprise. I mean it could be, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, did I father print books? I don't know. It I was Tommy Alessandro the <laughs> 2nd. That's not. uh one last uh tiny little point before we yep. get out of here on this. Um it, it's going to it's going to be really scary here for a little while, especially while they spend probably 2 weeks dragging this along. Yep. Uh getting there and uh I I want everyone out there to stay strong and to uh, do what they can to uh, (laughs) support their families and stuff like this at a time of need. Uh, You know, it's tough because I wish I could do so much more. Yeah. But, you know, the it's one of those if I'm giving money to somebody else, then it's taking money away from me that I might also need at the same like, you know, like at what point? is their disposable income, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to give you money,
1: but then I'm going to ask for a loan in, uh, in a couple of days. Yeah. So.
0: I, you know, I, I think that it's the, the network I've heard of friends helping float other friends during times like this has been, uh, inspiring, but also upsetting. Yeah. Like, can, can I hold a hundred bucks until next week when I, when I get my unemployment so that yeah. I can pay you back that hundred bucks and, uh, I don't know, let, let, we all, at some point here, we all need to fucking get together on this, because this, this, back and forth as to, uh, you know, like, who is, uh, these political issues that we're fighting on is not getting us to the real point that people are, that there there's going to be massive homelessness here soon yeah. if there's not a, a a correction to this issue, and there have been bailouts before for Wall Street, for the auto industry, for, a myriad of different corporations uh and america is feeling it now and it should be americans who are uh you know all the taxpayers are paying into this unemployment are paying into this deficit and if we want this then we should get it and
1: the uh we spent 738 billion dollars on defense this year yeah um let's say we took half of that yeah we could give Every unemployed American, essentially six months of a minimum wage salary without taxes, without problem. Yeah. And by the way, that defense budget doesn't include spending on Space Force, which is mm-hmm. a separate allocation, uh, Iraq or Afghanistan or Any other special allowances, like, I don't know, hiring a contractor force to go into Portland. Yeah. came out of a different... uh, Believe
0: me, we could find half of the defense budget to cut. Yeah. Because we would still be spending way more than almost any other nation in the world. If
1: we cut it in half, we would still spend more than the next 12 nations, uh, Eleven of which which are allies. 10 of which are allies. Well, I guess China... China's not an ally anymore, (laughs) neither is Russia. Um, 10 of which are allies, um, all combined. 12 countries after us, number two through number 13... We spend more than them. Half of our budget is more than what they spend combined. Yeah. So we have the money. We have the resources. And Eisenhower famously said, every bullet purchased, every tank made, every airplane off the line takes bread out of the mouth of an American child. And he said it not truthfully because in 1950 that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Today it is absolutely true. We're spending money on airplane parts and you know, putting there's, troops and there's boats eight, together.
0: There's eight billion dollars worth of that Senate bill yeah. to uh, with the the four hundred dollars less in unemployment that goes towards buying jets and uh, fixing airplanes and things like that. So, uh, fuck everybody. Uh, let's 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 and uh, especially I don't want to hear it when uh, when shutdowns first started. Uh, I I think we said on this podcast. Uh, Well, there goes your stock portfolio portfolio (laughs) for a little while. You best not even look at it. Right. The last I looked, the stock market was over 26,000. Yep. A a reminder for people who don't know how this works. 20,000 at one point during the Obama administration when we hit it. Unfathomable. It it was like if I I said the Ravens scored 100 points in the football game this weekend, you'd be like, wow, that's way more points than anyone's ever scored. Yep. 100, you know, like 20,000 was almost unheard of. And now during the Trump administration, we got up to 25 Mm -hmm. and it was in the area of 25, 26, 27 for a while when uh, the economy was riding high and then everything went down precipitously all Mm -hmm. of a sudden. And then all of a sudden it just starts going back up. And I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm not spending nearly as much money as I used to. I'm certainly not buying like. Disposable things that I don't need. Like, well, I was gonna I'm not, say I'm uh, not like going out and
1: buying like a new wardrobe or anything like that because nobody's out there to see it. Uh, I was gonna say, don't worry, billionaire listeners, because <laughs> although we're cutting the individual payments to individual Americans by 400, there is still a lot of money out there for corporate bailouts. There's corporate oh, money yeah. available. It'll be slightly smaller. Than what was in the first amount, but there is some money there for you. So also, the
0: answer that. to anybody who says that uh, my friend is making more in unemployment than oh. I am at my full time job, the problem is your job. Yeah, it's not. It's not the person. Listen, I, I uh, there was a there was a point in time where uh, five hundred dollars a week, like take home pay, sounded Pricely like. Crisply some. Yeah, I, sum. I, I was living like a king yep. when I was in my mid twenties and making <laughs> five hundred a week or whatever yeah. it was gas I, was
1: 99 cents a gallon. It was it was
0: it was a it was a new world for me. I <laughs> I felt like a real Rockefeller. Uh but that is not the case anymore. The no. that $500 does not have the same buying power that it used to and uh we we're, we're going to have to have a si- serious conversation about that too. Maybe when businesses are struggling is not the necessary time to have it.
1: No, but we should definitely have
0: it. Some of those some businesses are not struggling. Yeah. You know, like the stock
1: market would yeah. seem to <laughs> point to that.
0: Yes. If, if your if your stock market uh, if your number looks like a slight dip and then right back up, I think we can have a serious conversation about paying your employees better. Yeah. Uh Amazon, that one goes specifically to Yeah, you. I was gonna <laughs> say if
1: you've made thirteen million dollars a day every day that the pandemic's been going on. Yeah. I got some questions about how much you're paying.
0: Something uh, tells me you could pay everybody an extra three to four dollars an yeah. hour.
1: Uh, and listen, uh, all I'm going to, the, the last point here is <laughs> and not
0: fire them for going to the bathroom or something stupid yeah. like that.
1: Uh, a bunch of millionaires for the most part are arguing about how much money you deserve to from keep From the money you, that they have. From the money that the government, by the, by the way, the money that you've provided in taxes, yeah. the money that we have all provided in taxes, which if you are closer to $25,000 a year than $250,000 a year, proportionally you have paid far more of your money yeah. in taxes So that all goes into a big pot.
0: I'm an independent contractor. I've paid more in taxes than most W-2 employees do. And I bet you I pay more in taxes than
1: uh, people who have millionaires. Well, Amazon for sure. I've paid more in taxes than Amazon, but millionaires probably pay less. We have a bunch of money that we all put together. And now a bunch of millionaires are telling you, you don't deserve 400 extra dollars per month. That might be the difference between paying rent and eating or paying rent or eating. Yeah. So when you look to your leadership this fall, I want you to think about one important thing. Is it you know, a millionaire who is out of touch with reality? Or maybe you should look to a guy who has the same credit score as you. Is yours under 600? Or right around <laughs> there? Um, do you have maybe a month's worth of savings? You'd be good for a month, but after that you're not? Maybe we should start electing people that look like it's us your- and not people who look like them
0: your credit score in the high 13s. I mean, by 13s, I mean 13. 13?
1: (laughs) Go ahead. Put some on my credit report. (laughs) I ain't got no more room on my credit report. People don't read down that far. If that's you. Uh, I'm just saying, that you know, like we're all on the same boat together and I don't, you know, I'm still working. I'm going to work every day. I, I, I. I'm glad to have a job. I'm glad that there, I'm still having a job I can perform, but I don't look at people who are making more than me now on unemployment and say, Hey, uh, you know, that's not fair. I look at them and say, I'm glad you're surviving. And we should all have a discussion about wages in this country and how we can stop inflation from eating away day after day, the value of the dollar and how much I can buy. And a guy who has 40 million of those dollars doesn't care. Because to him, money is not a thing. It's just, I get what I want. Well, the,
0: the problem is that as soon as you start making a certain amount of money, you can't ever imagine not making that money. Yep. If you if your paychecks went all of a sudden to $2,000 a week, if like you just looked at the check and it was just $2,000 a week, and then all of a sudden you had to work a job where you made $1,000 a week, you would be like, how am I ever going to survive? Yep. It, it, flash forward to, or flash back to you at 25 when you were making 250 a week, oh you'd be like, $1,000 a week? I... <laughs> I could buy a house. It's amazing. <laughs> two two thousand dollars a week to a thousand. You're like I, I, I can't have a family now. Like
1: so, uh, if you're looking for a guy who looks like you, who thinks like you, who uh, wants to make a country, all of us think like you. RobCheekForPresident.com. Check it out. We well, went a little long, but uh,
0: thankfully there is a place on the internet that is able to hold so much well rationed thought where is that oh the anthem dot com Corydo the anthem dot com oh, the anthem on Facebook twitter Instagram, and the listener line four four three two one nine seven five nine five what's that number again four four three two one nine seven five nine five and you can find more of me at my website quarrybaerfilmmaker dot com where i'm not currently filmmaking <laughs> uh uh facebook dot com forward slash Corey Baker film and at legend c p five on twitter instagram uh tick uh I am uh going to do a review this week absolutely I just don't know. <laughs>
1: yet but it will be something so come check it out <laughs> and of course you can find me on all your social networks at robert and cheek as predictable and as steady and forthright as i am reviews continue two per week every single week no matter what pandemic presidential campaign. None of it matters. <laughs> Can't, it's all of content coming for you. So at Robert and Cheek on social networks and make sure you check out uh, YouTube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. Where you can find the reviews and all the other stuff that I do personally.
0: I would do reviews on Quibi, but I, Rob won't let me in his account.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: doesn't want me to ruin his <laughs> analytics. I've almost watched everything. So you might be able to take it over.
1: Uh, but of course now new this week, make sure you check out Rob Cheek, Rob Cheek for Prez, R O B. C-H-E-K-F-O-R-P-R-E-S on all social networks uh, and robcheekforpresident.com where you can find more about the campaign. Um, all jokes aside, all of the, you know, I love doing the reviews. I love doing the vlog videos. I love doing TikToks and, and all that stuff. This is probably the most important thing that I've ever done and I want everyone to at least check it out and, you know, realize that there's an alternative. Realize Fight that me, it you cowards. To, it doesn't have to be this way. There is a better way. Go and check it out. First video is up. Another video later this week. Well, in that regard, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody.
0: Get me out of this sweat box. (laughs)